You're tuned in to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. Right. Still play a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just... As much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Thank you for being with us with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Benchmark hotline is open as well. 806-771-0973. The early returns off the Yates Flooring Center uh, chat line have been uh, Mike Leach related. Uh, Y'all have any updates on Coach Leach? Doesn't sound good. No, it does not, uh, but don't have any official updates. I think I'd. there's been so much conjecture and rumor and heard this, heard that on message boards that I, my preference is to to wait for official stuff. <laughs> uh, that we're, we're The people that are in the know that have released something, whether it's his, his wife or his family or his doctors or his a current uh, employer, a Mississippi State University, they've they've come out and made an announcement that uh, he was rushed to the hospital, airlifted to a hospital. Um, dire situation is what it sounds like. Obviously, um, they've named uh, basically uh, an interim their defensive coordinator. Uh, they did that very early in the day yesterday, so you knew that things <clears throat> were not well uh, for him. But uh, there've been there's been so much. Hey, I heard this. Hey, I heard that. Hey, I heard this. You know, that um, you, you don't want to. Being first doesn't always necessarily mean being right. So. No. no. <laughs> Man, that is the tr- no truer words have ever been spoken. So. Um, and I mean, and when you're talking about people losing their life, are, are you really wanting to be first? No, no. I, I mean, if you not are, me, you're sick. Not me personally. No, you're sick. No, um, I, I obviously, uh, obviously, there's a lot of lot of concern uh, for him for you know so many different reasons. Uh, but most importantly of all is just you know, 61 years old is very young uh, mm-hmm. in today's in today's standard. Mm-hmm. And you think about a guy that Saturday was coaching his football team, and Sunday I don't I don't know the circumstances of. If he was at home watching football or just at home and had a heart attack and his wife was gone, I have no idea um, of what the circumstances were or how long that he was out or anything along those lines. Um, so at any rate, uh, just, you know, suffice to say, monitor the situation as best we can and pass it along to you when we can. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm just not going to be into the, in the, into the rumor mill. Um, I'm, I'm going to look at it and be be aware of it, but you know when it comes to the actual reporting of it, don't need to be the one that's you know spreading spreading those things. Uh, you can say what you've heard, but uh, at any rate, that's 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 what that's what I know um, at this point in time. It does not, like I said, doesn't sound good. But um, I mean, the good news, if there's good news to be had, it's that we haven't heard the bad news, right? Yeah, and the the news that you have heard and is it's kind of scary. Yeah. It really is because mm-hmm. it, it you know it feels like it could lead to you know really bad news. But then we all just can hope and pray at this point. Right. Hope it goes well. Right. Uh, Six thirty-five this morning here on the morning drive. 
how about this? You know, lots made of Tom Brady and his his um, age, you know, 45 and maybe even playing at 46. Did not have the best of days yesterday. No, he did not. Um, with, with, what, uh, with what transpired. But before we get into that, uh, Yammer Yager, remember him? Uh-huh. So he's 50 years old. He'll be 51 soon. Hasn't played in the NHL since 2017, so he was basically 45. Well, he owns a team in, the, in Czechoslovakia, uh, the Clado Knights, and apparently they had widespread illness that has been decimating the roster. And so yesterday he had to play. He suited up because they didn't have enough guys. And, no if, and if he was, if they didn't, if he didn't suit up, they were going to have to forfeit. It would have been their second forfeit. So he had a pair of assists in 15 minutes of ice time. Good work. <laughs> they still lost seven to three, but he played, and uh, you know. Of course, he would have a couple of assists. Um, in I think, the, think he sent the highlight to uh, Wayne Gretzky? Uh, <laughs> it would make you wonder, right? But here's the thing that it does to him. Unfortunately for him now, and he had played some last April as well, so it's not like he. this is, this is absolutely brand new, but it was new for him this year. But um, – it delays his enshrinement oh, into man. the Hockey Hall of Fame until at least 2026. That does not seem fair. I agree. Does not seem fair. Uh, it's not like off. he's playing in the NHL. Right, uh, right, right, right. Um, and, you know, in terms of his career since the NHL, he's he's played for Clodno, which he, it's the team he owns. Uh, 26 goals, 70 points, over 110 career games since the 2017-18 season. But it doesn't seem fair that he's trying to just help his team out and kind of being a good boss, so to speak, and like, okay, whatever I'm asking you to do, I'm going to do too. So if you're mm-hmm. playing hurt or playing sick, then I'm going to I'm going to join the fray. And uh, as a result, um, it, it delays him a little bit. So that's too bad. But, I mean, he's going to get in. We all know that, right? It's a Captain Obvious, I mean, Yamir Yager, I mean, good God. I mean, you don't even have to be very much of a hockey fan to remember that name and know that he, you know, when you think about, okay, is he a Hall of Famer? It's like, it's not even. Well, not I would even, still tell you, I don't, I don't know because I'm not that big of a hockey fan. I know that I know his name yeah, pretty that's well. My, so, that's my point. You know so his I name. assume he's a superstar. Yeah. Yeah. You know you know his name. You know his name. Um, 638 this morning <laughs> here on the morning drive. I, I, had, this, I had this to 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 talk about with you, um, and I don't think we're going to have just enough time, but um, I do want to get to this, and we'll get your opinion on this, so think about this. There was a Georgia high school stamp, state championship game where it was quite clear on third down that the guy was stopped well short of the goal line. The, the officials called it a touchdown, and the team wins, 21 to 17 sandy creek does this is out of uh, georgia class 3a school and you can see on the highlight that it's an egregious error now they would have had one more down uh from from about the two yard line and there was less than a minute to play <clears throat> and so the you know the good part of the good sportsman in me and i'm not always the best sportsman says the other team should say hey let's let's go back and replay that fourth down but you can't do that, but it's just really, really unfortunate when a state championship game is decided because of, of an officiating error like that. That's where you really wish they had replay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
especially when they have TV there, right? Mm-hmm. But it is one of those things. Your morning blend of sports. K-State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22, Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that. You, you suggested that. <laughs> and, of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Today is uh, the 12th day of the 12th month of the 22nd year, 12-12-22. Here's Jeff McGuire. Not a ton today, okay. but I've got something that I'm very more interested now than I didn't even know it existed earlier. (laughs) So that's coming up in history history. Okay. Um, 1930, Baseball Rules Committee greatly revises the rule book, Jamie. A bouncing ball into the stands is not a home run anymore. Now, it's a double. It's a double. Okay. So for a while, that counted as a a four-bagger. Correct. But because it's in the book, it's a book rule double. (laughs) Don't get people mad at me, Jeff. Yeah, I like it. It's early on a Monday for people to be hating on Jamie. Yeah, we don't want anybody hating on Jamie. 1965, Chicago halfback Gale Sayers ties an NFL record for most touchdowns in a game with six in a 61-20 victory over the San Francisco 49ers at Wrigley Field. 1968, Arthur Ashe becomes the first black person to be ranked number one in tennis. Cool. 1976, quarterback Joe Namath. Last game as a New York Jet. Mm. I guarantee it. Okay. That's uh, right. Got it. If you ever watch any of his commercials, that's in all of his commercials. For, sure. For an obvious reason, but 1982 Australian open women's tennis. Chris Everett Lloyd wins her first Australian title. Beats Martina Navratilova 6-3, 82. That seems awful late in her career to win her first Australian Maybe she, maybe she just didn't have any luck there. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's, those things happen, right? Nineteen eighty-seven, Mookie Blaylock sets an NBA record of thirteen steals in a single game. Nineteen ninety-one, New York Jets set an NBA record of twenty-two blocks, beating the Nuggets one twenty-one to eighty-one. And in nineteen ninety-seven, Red Sox signed Pedro Martinez to a record six-year deal. For $69 million. Total. Total. Like, not a year. Like, just total. <laughs> I feel like I have to be a little specific when it comes to pictures. It is National Coca Day. Coca, like in... As in, like, hot... Like, it, the, the plant. Cocoa Puffs? No, like, the, the thing that gives you the chocolate. I understand the plant that. that. I understand. I was just thinking about... It made me think of hot chocolate, but it also made me think of Cocoa Puffs. Well, all of those eventually started there. Right. <laughs> unless they were artificially flavored. Mm-hmm. It's also National Ambrosia Day. And if you don't know what ambrosia was, you actually do. It's that fruit salad thing that comes around this time of year with the marshmallows and the coconuts and the cherries and the, the, the nuts and the, the fruit thing. Oh, okay. That that holiday smorgasbord of fruit. and. Would you call it a fruit mm-hmm. cake then? Is it a genesis? I would call it an ambrosia because that's what its name is. Okay. <laughs> well, it's also a really good freshman guard for Monterey's girls basketball team. Oh, okay. Yeah. Happy birthday to Bob I don't Bar- know if she was named after the fruit salad thing or just It's after, a fun name. But she's really good. 
Happy birthday to Bob Barker, who turns 99 years wow. old today. Wow, come on down. Jennifer Conley mm -hmm. is 52, and Tyron Smith is 32. And on this day in history, a 1963, a vinyl long-playing record, also known as an LP, uh, called John Fitzgerald Kennedy, a memorial album, sets a record for album sales, a total of 4 million copies sold in the first six days of its release. The album, released on uh, the Premier label, included recordings from some of Kennedy's most memorable speeches, as well as memorable tributes to the president's broadcast in the aftermath of the assassination of November 22nd. The recordings, including excerpts from his inaugural address, his campaign debate with Richard Nixon, as well as highlights from his speeches on a variety of topics, from civil rights to space to the Cuban Missile Crisis. Each copy costed just 99 cents. Goodness. And the proceeds went to the Joseph Kennedy Jr. Foundation for Mental Retardation. Although Kennedy remains one of the most beloved and documented presidents in American history, the album itself has not yet garnered any value for collectors. In 2006, a mint copy of the album fetched 15 bucks on several internet auction sites. This may be because most of his speeches are on YouTube. Hmm. But you could get a mint condition album for 20 bucks. And originally it cost 99 cents. Mm -hmm. I wonder what the cost of production was in those days. Maybe 50 I'd be, cents. I'd be surprised if it was 50. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. Well, so you think about 99. the money that it generated, a couple million dollars yeah. in 1963. The other thing that struck me was, so it was released on this day, and so you're, we're talking less than three weeks after the assassination. Twenty, Basically 20 days after the assassination. Mm -hmm. Put it together quick. Yeah. Uh, and that is the Stan Sports history. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, going back to Chris Everett Lloyd uh, for just a second. She was Chris Everett Lloyd for a period of time, and then Chris Everett, and then, then she married another guy, married uh, <clears throat> Greg Norman for a brief period of time, which was really strange. Anyway, her first... Um, singles championships in the Grand Slam events. Uh, she won the French in 74, Wimbledon in 74, and the U.S. Open in 75. And so when you think about the Australian winning it in 82, she also won it in 84. Her last French Open title was in 86. So it was late in her career, you know, when she won her first Australian Open. And I have no idea if she played in all those other years or not. There might have been a situation where she didn't play in some of those, Maybe. you know, er, early on in her career. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Okay. Uh, 6.53 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double-t973.com for that or the mobile app. We'll have a high school fan zone on tonight. Coaches from Estacado, Coronado, and Monterey will visit at 6 o'clock. Uh, from 6 until 7, and then that leads us into Monday Night Football tonight on 100.7 The Score. You'll hear from Texas Tech basketball coach Mark Adams tonight on Red Raider Basketball with Mark Adams. They're in action tomorrow. They'll take on Eastern Washington. Boy, this basketball season seems strung out so far on both the men's and the women's side. Neither one played this past weekend. They're in the finals break right now. That'll end, obviously, tomorrow. And then for the ladies, they'll play on Wednesday. Just seems like it's kind of drug along a little bit here over the last couple of weeks with the 
a just game. hasn't been a lot of games. Game here and a, and a game there, right? Mm-hmm. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, getting you ready for today's sports day. You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know, at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be... That'll start this week. While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Thank you for being with us with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Take your thoughts and comments this morning on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We'll have uh, Red Raider basketball with Mark Adams tonight at 6. So, uh. Look forward to uh, hearing what the head coach has uh, has got to say. Uh, they announced the Heisman Trophy winner over the weekend. Um, any thoughts on Caleb Williams winning? I was, the- I was shocked. Were you? I really was. I, I thought Max Duggan had it. Yeah. I, I would- Do you think if uh, you think if Max Duggan played for USC, he'd have won? I. Possibly, I, I don't know. Or was it just just not a, not enough? Jeff, did you were you surprised by that? They would require me paying enough attention to it. They have. Uh, <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I didn't know until about three o'clock yesterday afternoon. It it really. Comes, I was like, oh yeah, they named a Heisman. I needed to look to see who that was. Okay. <laughs> it, it's it's nothing against the guys that were up for it. It it I I I felt thought they were all deserving, but it's they have made the award less meaningful than it used to be, being the Heisman voters. It's no longer the best player in college football, which is what it was supposed to be. It's turned into the best quarterback, and sometimes they'll mention a running back, mm-hmm. um, but that on the best team. So it, they have done this to themselves. They have made me lose interest in their award. Um, I, I don't think it should be gotten rid of. I just when, I don't think it has the luster. When was it, used it to. not that? It's always been kind of a skill position, you know, player. When when was it not that? The best quarterback or running back or receiver on one of the best teams? 15 years ago? When? Okay, when Charles Woodson won it one year? Well, and, he was... And, he was the, and, Woodson's kind of the cheating answer because of what he did. With and I thought it was ridiculous everything. because Peyton Manning, I thought, was head and shoulder should have won it, mm-hmm. but it was like everybody, like Jeff... Well, I wanted to not be a quarterback. <laughs> and Peyton Manning was a layup, in my opinion. Sure, right. And he doesn't win it. Was it? I don't know. I, I just, it's been that way forever. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's, that it's be, I don't think it's become that. I think it's what it's always been. Yeah, it's just not as, um, I don't know, for whatever reason. Nobody's it's not voting as, for it's an not offensive as, lineman on that. Yeah, not as compelling maybe as it as it used to be. But it's the... Okay, and this is going to sound ridiculous. Had Patrick Mahomes played at Alabama, he'd have been the Heisman Trophy winner. Well, he won more games, and so he would have. Yeah, probably so. I mean, Robert Griffin III was on like an 8-4 and team when he won it. And it took everybody else in front of him losing and him getting on that hot streak at the end of the season with Baylor. Well, they still, they lost four times that year. And so it wasn't, that was not the best player on the best team. He was just... A freak athlete on a on a pretty good team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the consolation prize for Max Duggan is he won the Davy O'Brien Award, named after the former TCU quarterback, and Max Duggan becomes the first 
TCU quarterback to win the Davey O'Brien Award. This is a little consolation for him. <laughs> Super excited for him. <laughs> think I want him. <laughs> um, this is great on Horn Frog 97.3. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I just was trying to offer just <laughs> right. a little bit of insight. You know? Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I follow you. It's... Mm-hmm. It, I, as much as I wanted Duggan to, no, I shouldn't say that. As much as I thought Duggan was going to mm-hmm. win, I didn't want him to win. Are I, you? Didn't want, I didn't want TCU to, or TCU to have a Heisman Trophy. Sure, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't want them to have any yep. any more success than they already did. But already I did had. feel like he deserved it. I felt like he did yeah. more with less okay. compared to those other guys. And, and maybe if he'd have been the quarterback from the very beginning, you know, he, he came in. You know, a couple of games into the season, you know. Uh, I thought it was in the first game. Maybe the first game, okay. Yeah, he didn't start, but he, he didn't came. Start. He came yeah. in right away, yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about this? Um, I think I'm maybe more bothered by this than you guys are. Um, more players have announced that they're not going to be a part of their bowl team, including uh, the Texas trio of B. John Robinson, Rashawn Johnson, and DeMarvian Overshown, they will skip the Alamo Bowl as well. Am I just am I more bothered by this than you guys? Um, or have you just come to accept it and it's just the way it is? That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, it's just me. I try not to get bent out of shape about things that I know are going to happen. Mm-hmm. So just move on. Yeah. Yeah. Roll your eyes and move on. Yeah. Do you think there should be any kind of NIL consequence for players that do choose to just, quote, move on? You're treating the, the NIL like the schools have some control over it. I think this, or Or the, the people that are not be doing it. Here. Let's not be naive here. <laughs> Texas Tech cannot take away the money from somebody. I yes. understand. They I can mean. talk to the people well, okay, to take so, the money away. Okay so, okay, so should the people that are doling out these checks should there be a codicil in the contract that says if you don't play all the games then guess what you're going to have there's a there's a give back or there's that last check that goes to them is is more okay so if that's the line in the contract that you have to you have to play in all the games Uh tyler shuck doesn't get his this year because he missed games no i'm not i'm I'm not talking about being injured i'm not talking about welcome to the wonderful world of nil now where we're figuring out how to word these contracts better. yeah right no this is there's probably some we get year one we learn some mistakes we Mm -hmm. make differences and we're year two yeah it's just all So much of it's just not, it's made it less fun for me, Chuck. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry for being that guy. No, I, I And I, I And understand. so you you still have disappointment or frustration about this shows that you still have belief and feel good about the system. <laughs> me not having an opinion about it, or I shouldn't say I don't have an opinion, but me not being bothered by it mm-hmm. just has shown that I've given up. I just feel differently about it now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, if if we have to offer to pay them more money right. to want to be with their teammates and help out at the bowl game, I'm I'm sorry, I just I'm not into you. It's just very, I mean, it's just I'm, disappointing to me. It to is see it, exactly to see it exactly. like that. And what will bother me more is you will see during bowl broadcast this year that guys that opted not to help their team win 
to play and be with their teammates, will the teams will take them with them to yeah, their bowl game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll be on the sideline. Right. The broadcasters will be pontificating about how great they are. Mm-hmm. They'll be talking about them more than they're talking about the game. They'll go over there and interview those guys and promote the heck out of those guys. Mm-hmm. Instead of focusing on the guys that decided to stay and fight and compete with their team. Yeah. And and I'm not making this up because it was going on a ton last year. Yeah. If you don't want to be a part of the team, be gone. Don't travel out to the bowl games. Don't get the bowl swag. Be gone. Yeah. Uh, we get this for those players that are going to the NFL. I don't think they really care if they're missing out on the NIL money. Well, but still they're, there's there's very and, there's a very small small percentage of those guys that are actually going to make it. Yes. Okay. Bijan Robinson makes 100 percent sense to me. I guess. Okay. I, say, I guess I finished that. One, I guess because, because he's Morning a running guy. back and it mm-hmm. just feels like there's the potential for him to get hurt. Sure. But if they're no brainer getting drafted in mm-hmm. the first few rounds, man, go. I I I understand. I understand. So I get it, but they shouldn't be going to the bowl games. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. You're you're not part of the you're team not anymore. On the team anymore, right? You're not a part yeah. of the team anymore. Yeah. And we're, we're, I'm not going to hate you for it, but you're not a part of the team anymore. Mm-hmm. So if if it's about going to play, if you have to trans have to do it because you're in the portal, I get it. I understand that. If you're heading to the draft, I understand that. I get it. But I mean, it's disappointing the guys that don't want to play for their bowl game. But again. It's their choice, and so I'm trying to be accepting of that. You're listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8, and then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it impressive? It's, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was. I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at six on Double T ninety seven three or on the Double T ninety seven three mobile app. Jamie's question of the day on Double T ninety seven three is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, Jamie. What kind of question do you have for me today? And Jeff McGuire and our fine listening audience all right my question for you is i'm gonna go nfl today okay what are your expectations for the dallas cowboys right now Mm. how deep do you think they're going in the playoffs Mm. and that's a that's a that's a great question because i looked earlier and i'll go ahead and and share this with you um that um they're 10 and 3 Probably would have felt better um, before yesterday's game than after yesterday's game. (laughs) Even though they won. Right, even though they won. Uh, If they were to play today uh, in the playoffs, they'd be the fifth seed. They'd play the fourth seed, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you're looking at what the Bucs did yesterday, um, they got shellacked by the San Francisco 49ers. It's just... It's hard to think that the Cowboys are going to slay the dragon of Tom Brady in the playoffs. Or ever, since they've never beaten Tom Brady. Yeah. Ever. Mm -hmm. Like in the history of the world. (laughs) Oh, and forever. (laughs) Against Tom Brady. 
Um, the others, the other matchups would be the Giants against the Vikings, the Washington against the San Francisco 49ers and Cowboys. My expectation would be that they would win a game. I, I think if they don't win a game in the playoffs, I think Mike McCarthy's out. I think they could go, they, they could win out and be 13 and three, but if they lose in the first round of the playoffs, you're going to have a coaching change. Okay. Or that'd be, that'd be 14 and three because they're so going to play seven, 17 games. So you've backed off of that a little bit because before you said he had to get to the NFC title game or would lose his job. Right. So, but I, well, I'm just saying if he loses in the first round, I think he's out. Okay. I think if he wins in the first round, then he'll probably, probably be back. Um, so, so right. I'm going to tell you, I, I'm going to tell you, they're not going to win a game in the playoffs right now. They're, they'll, they'll be done at, after the first round of the playoffs. If the playoffs started today, who would they match up with? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. I'm just saying, I, 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 I think at this point in time, I, I was impressed that Dak was able to lead them down the field, but you have to remember it's against a one and 10 football team. That's now one and 11. If they played anybody else yesterday that had even the faintest of a heartbeat, they would have, they would have lost that football game. Okay. I just don't think he's a guy that he, he did one of the rare things yesterday and put his team on his back in the fourth quarter and led them to a victory, which was shocking. It's pretty hard to imagine that the Cowboys won't be the top non-division winner, correct? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And it would be pretty hard to believe that the Buccaneers won't be the lowest division winner. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm pulling for Carolina and Atlanta right now, yeah. big time, though. So it feels like that's a match made in heaven there, right? Mm-hmm. I, f- I mean, by that I mean that it's pretty much almost darn near guaranteed that the Cowboys and the Buccaneers mm-hmm. are going to play in the first round. Yep. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Jeff. Really pulling for Carolina right now or Atlanta, either one. They're only one game back. One game, just one game tie, one game to win. We can do this, boys. Anybody but Tampa Bay. If it was anybody other than Tampa Bay, Cowboys second round, possibly even NFC championship game. But because of the Tom Brady Tampa Bay factor, mm-hmm. you're gonna lose in the first round. Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm gonna go around deep for the Cowboys uh, with a win. I, I think they'll beat the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is not good. Tampa Bay's not good. Cowboys are better than Tampa Bay. Uh so my expectation right now is that you know, you lose in the second round. Um, I I don't think that Mike McCarthy will lose his job over that. I mean, if you get, um, oh, I don't know, 12 and 5-ish, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't think, um, and then you lose in the second round, I don't think he's losing his job. I think that would be crazy. Unless there's a regular season collapse at this point, I don't think Mike McCarthy loses his job. And when I mean collapse, like don't win another game, collapse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was telling you guys earlier in the break, just I don't know why I was just kind of thinking about the Cowboys and their ten and three record and wondering how difficult of a schedule it was. And I've been goofing on our guy Jackson Frazier all year long about the JV schedule that the Eagles have been playing this sure. year mm-hmm. <laughs> because it feels like they've got an easy opponent every single week, and it's probably a major reason that they're. 12 and one on the season. So I actually decided I was going to match up to see who had the tougher schedule between those two. Cause the Cowboys are going through a stretch now where it's like really, really easy teams. Right. 
Colts, Jags coming up this weekend. I mean, you just played the worst team in the league in the Texans. So the Cowboys opponent so far this year, 81, 82, and 5. Just below 500. Five ties is funny to me that they've played five different teams with a tie. I know, it's crazy, okay. right? Okay. Um, I'm so ready for the NFL to change that rule from 10 minutes to full 14. And the Cowboys actually have, of the remaining games on their schedule, this actually included yesterday's game. The Cowboys' schedule 15. is the fifth toughest. Fifth toughest. And that yeah. included yesterday's game. Fifth toughest left mm-hmm. in the league. The Eagles, on the other hand, remember a Cowboys 81, 82, and 5, their opponents so far this year. Eagles 78, 85, and 4. So even worse. They've had, a, I mean, their schedule's been even worse. They have the 19th toughest remaining schedule. For comparison's sake, the Chiefs have a pretty easy schedule or have had one, 80, 87, and 1. And they actually have the easiest schedule left in the entire league. Their final four games, including last night's game against the, or yesterday's game against the against the Broncos. Buffalo was the other team that I did just because you know I'm a Bills fan, and I feel like their to- schedule has been tough. It has 89 and 79, so uh, eight more wins than the Cowboys have their opponents gone. And Buffalo has the 12th toughest remaining schedule. But so that's all to say the Cowboys' schedule has not been incredibly tough mm-hmm. at 81 and 82. But neither has the Eagles, and there—I mean—that's obviously been a factor in there. The Chiefs have a very easy schedule down the stretch, too. Yes, the easiest in the entire league. Yeah, yeah. So that's good for them. It's good for them. Yeah, yeah. so they can get that number one seed and put a hurting on Buffalo in the playoffs. <laughs> no, no, they'll just just a little something right there at the end. They'll get the ball back with two seconds left, and Mahomes will run at ninety-eight yards for a score. Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 Football Conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference if Tech does not win it this year? Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Yeah. Why, do, why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the show. We, we, save, we do. We save it for the show. Tune into the Morning Drive Live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Good morning with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Thank you for uh, being with us today and your thoughts and comments today. On the Yates Flooring Center chat line, you can keep those coming. Benchmark Hotline is open as well this morning, 806-771-0973. We come to you from the First United Bank studio, and we're, we're frankly uh, monitoring a couple of stories right now that uh, uh, so far, um, nobody's saying anything with regard to downplaying one, and, and the other one, you just... Uh, kind of sit and hope that uh, you're not going to hear really, really bad news. You're looking for any kind of glimmer of hope on uh, on one story. So the story that you're looking for a glimmer of hope is is Mike Leach and uh, his situation from yesterday. It seems unimaginable and shocking, um, as we I'm sure like to anybody that's even remotely close to him or, or a fan. Uh, to, to go from thinking the guy was at football practice on Saturday, apparently was at a some kind of media holiday party on uh, Saturday night from what I've seen. And then yesterday, apparently, 
um, has uh, a medical event. Well, he didn't apparently have, he had a medical event, apparently a heart attack, but we don't know that for sure. Some kind of a catastrophic event that has now left him into the hospital. And, you know, if you believe reports, um, basically fighting for his life. Um, and then on the other hand, you have this uh, story that has broken this morning from about 418 this morning that, uh, that Chris Beard uh, has been arrested uh, on uh, domestic violence in Austin. That was at, uh, at 418 uh, this morning. Um, so, man, alive. It, uh, you, you kind of run the gamut there um, of those two. Uh, one, one guy literally fighting for his life and, and one guy who, if that's true, um, will have an awful lot to, uh, to come back from. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Texas handles that, if that's true. And of course, anybody that's accused of something has the right to defend themselves. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what, but if you're arrested for something kind of leads you to believe that something happened that wasn't good. So couple of stories that we're flying following on the on the fly today um and try not to get too out in front of it because don't necessarily know exactly what uh what is transpiring not only in starkville mississippi this morning but in um in austin texas but uh certainly news for a couple of former coaches celebrated coaches who uh uh, right now find themselves in uh in really really bad situations so Wow, it's just uh, just absolutely crazy. Uh, kind of what you're what you're seeing right before your eyes here is this kind of all this news develops, Jamie. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, you know really sad about Coach Leach, and I know that there are a lot of people here that didn't like the way he exited, but um, uh, I just think that was when you're talking the history of Texas Tech football, Mike Leach is, is going to get, it's a big part of it and a big men, mm-hmm. big mention in that. And, um, you know, the guy clearly has, has his, uh, quirks and some issues with some stuff and we haven't always loved the way he's handled things. There's no doubt about that. But, um, um, just as always rooted for the guy and when he left for Washington state, rooted for him there and rooted for Mississippi state except when they were playing us in the bowl game. And it was great to uh, to win that game, but uh, just just hate, absolutely hate hearing that news. And hopefully he's able to keep fighting and fight through. I mean, the, the you know, the, the news doesn't seem like it's a real positive as far as yeah. the outlook. Uh, but we'll just, you know, we can only pray and hope for the best at this, at this point. As far as Coach Beard goes, I mean, uh, another guy that, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people – um, thought very highly of at one point and was did did great things here for the Red Raiders. Um, but the this completely different deal. I mean, we can all root against Coach Beard and his Longhorns, and we can root for all bad things to happen to Coach Beard, and that's fine. But there's a somebody else involved in this one, so yeah. it's not one of those oh yeah great news kind of deals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not. You you can't you just can't be that way. Yeah, it's that's just bad karma right there. So. Mm-hmm. There's a you know another member of his household or whatever involved in this, and that's that's sad, sad deal, and that's that's never good. No, yeah. never good. Um, something I found early, early this morning. I mean, I'm in like four o'clock this morning uh, when I was kind of just thinking about things and today and 
just looking for an update on Mike Leach. I stumbled across this article. It, it's three years old, uh, and and this is behind a, a paid site, which I'm a subscriber of the the Athletic. But you can Google. It's been out there so long that this is no longer behind their paywall. Um, the article was written by Bruce Feldman, and um, it's called "A Crazy Cradle of Coaches." Mike Leach's original Texas Tech staff and team. It is. I, I I was just skimming through it, but it is a fantastic article on his first year here and putting that together and and you're you're going to know virtually every name uh, on here from Dana Holgerson to Sonny Dykes to Cliff Kingsbury to uh, Manny Matsakis to just basically it even even talks about his administrative uh, assistant uh, Patty Ross who was uh, a tech. Uh, Coach's secretary, assistant for, you know, Steve Sloan, Rex Dockery, Jerry Moore, David McWilliams, and Spike Dykes, plus Mike Leach. Uh, she worked for the university until 2010. Anyway, the bottom line is it's a fantastic article, um, and it just gives you a complete behind-the-scenes look at kind of what took place here in that uh, 1999 offseason to the 2000 season and the players that were involved in terms of coaches and background and stuff like that. Anyway, it was just, uh, it was a, it was a great read. Uh, and so I'd encourage you to Google that if you have, uh, have interest in that. Uh, so we'll see here, uh, what, what, um, what transpires with both, um, coach beard and with, um, with coach Leach, uh, uh, today. So just, um, unimaginable uh crazy uh devastating and uh tragic uh to some degree but jamie's exactly right with regard to coach beard uh whether it was his wife or whomever don't know no doesn't idea. matter nope uh, but somebody else was put in sounds like according to reports put in harm's way to the point where a phone call had to be made if it's the same same person so and presumably it is you assume that but when you assume things that doesn't always lead to good endings for yourself so we'll see what happens there you've been listening to the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 for more from lubbock sports station go to double t 973.com